The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are a visionary. You have a vision. You just need to create it and bring it to life. Welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with your host, Kate Ebner. Our program will be an hour of inspiration from leaders who are making their visions happen and will set you on the path to having a big impact through your leadership and the life you really want. Now here's your host, Kate Ebner. Good morning and welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. You know, if you'd like to learn about guests who are coming up, I hope that you will go to read our show reviews and gain access to the additional resources available at the Nebo Company. You can actually go to our, our um, website at nebocompany.com and sign up for the newsletter. And we'll be doing an article about this show following the show. So if you want to catch some highlights, um, definitely sign up. As a leadership coach, I can tell you that one of the most common reasons that people engage coaches is to work on improving executive presence. Uh, this crucial aspect of leadership can really make the difference between success and failure for any professional. I'm so pleased to be joined today by two experts in the field of leadership presence who've helped so many senior leaders across a variety of sectors through their coaching and their consulting practice, ISIS Associates. Muriel Mangan-Wilkins and Amy Jen Sue are coaches and co-authors of Own the Room, Discover Your Signature Voice to Master Your Leadership Presence. This is a book that's been published by the Harvard Business Review Press. Amy and Muriel are also graduates of uh, the Harvard Business School. Good morning and welcome to the show. I want to kind of give you a chance, both of you, to tell us a little bit more about your backgrounds because I think one thing that really interests me is, um, Muriel and Amy, you both have lots of leadership experience plus training and perspective as um, leadership experts. And so I know you've you've walked your talk. So why don't we just start with a little bit of an introduction. And um, Amy, why don't you go first? Tell us a little bit more about you. Sure. Um, As you mentioned, Muriel and I met over 15 years ago at Harvard Business School, um, and so we come from business backgrounds. And before um, becoming an executive coach, I had spent a good part of my career in both strategic planning and management consulting, working with executives and developing growth and marketing strategies. And, you know, the spark of interest in understanding what presence is and how one can both be effective and authentic um, is really a personal thing for me. Um, I can remember over 15 years ago that first job out of business school and receiving a performance review that said, you know, Amy, you're a great technical expert and great team player, but we have a real concern about your presence and you're coming off as too young and needing to be more assertive. Um, and mm. I think that began a mission um, and so thankful to be able to be partnered with Mural in it to debunk a myth that says you have to look or sound like someone else to succeed. Um, and thankfully, that's just not true. 
Thank you for sharing that, Amy. I think it sort of um, brings it into focus to hear you tell that aspect of your, your story and how personal this is for you. Muriel, you and I have known each other for a while. Tell us yeah. a little bit about, about your background and, and how you got to this subject. Absolutely. Thank you, Kate. Um, so similarly to Amy, I uh, held a number of leadership positions and executive positions before I transitioned into this line of work. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, while I had progressed quite quickly in uh, different organizations in which I worked in and really received increasing scope of responsibilities quite rapidly at a, at a you know, pretty um, young age, um, I felt as though there were certain leadership lessons that I had not learned. And, and as most leaders will say, the more senior you become, the lonelier it gets. And I really found that there was not a lot of resources out there that I could use that were applicable to my day-to-day work. And that's really what got me interested um, or in leadership development, um, specifically with leadership presence. Um, you know, like Amy, I also had uh, my own journey in that um, the, the, the feedback I was getting was probably more on the side of being too assertive and too aggressive and therefore not um, building the relationships that I needed to that really were the key to success uh, at, at a more senior level, that uh, while that presence worked when I was an individual contributor, um, as I took on a more leadership role, it was really about setting the tone, um, nurturing the relationships, and making sure that I was motivating and inspiring uh, others. And, and so presence became a hot topic in my own career and once, one that I also saw resonated with a lot of clients as we started working with them. You know, it's, it's uh, again, very good to hear you, you know, share some of that background. And, and what strikes me listening to you both is that you both got feedback and you both listened. <laughs> and it actually shaped your path in a very significant way, you know, so yeah, those of you out there. It took a while to really hear it, but. <laughs> I know, sometimes it does, you know, but I, I think that so often we are, sabotaging our own success but we don't necessarily know exactly why and so the fact that you did get some feedback and that that you know you you're as thoughtful as you are and able to talk about it i think is going to help a lot of people here today um so your book is called own the room discover your signature voice to master your leadership presence you know one of the things i just love about this book is that you really are bringing this element called voice into the discussion of presence and i think that um you know in the work that we do here at nebo we often are looking at vision voice and presence together um and so i I feel like a really great opportunity today is going to be to explore what what you really mean by signature voice and what that has to do with presence how those things fit together so muriel why don't you start us off can you tell us more about signature voice Absolutely. Um, so as, as we all know, your voice is just your voice in general on a day-to-day basis is a key way of expressing yourself. Without having a voice, um, it, it's very difficult to express uh, what, what you mean, what you want to get done, um, or any messages that you might have. And so when we think about a voice and how it's linked to your presence, um, your voice as a leader is a means of expression. And so why signature? Uh, if you think about what a signature is, a signature makes an impact. When you use a pen to sign uh, a piece of paper or a contract or, or whatever it might be, um, that pen makes an impression on that paper, and it is also unique and distinct to you. So likewise, having a signature voice is about having a presence that is unique and authentic to you 
and at the same time makes an impact, has an impression. Um, and what we hope is that it's an impression and an impact that is positive uh, with others, whoever your stakeholders might be, whether it's a stakeholder of one or it's a stakeholder of thousands. Well said. Is there anything, Amy, that you would add to that or that you think, you know, that you, could, you think can help us really take that in? Yeah, no, I think Muriel um, did a wonderful job describing our intent with this work. And um, as mentioned, voice and presence are intricately linked. Um, one, I don't, I don't think we believe one can have a presence that's clear, authentic, consistent, um, unless you're grounded in knowing your voice and trusting your voice and trusting that path. Um, and we talk a lot about um, having a voice for self, that expression, again, of one's own value and distinction and gift and knowing each day, you know, why you're at the table. Um, and at the same time, a real clarity of the contribution and connection you're making in your organization. And we call that a voice for others that gives others voice and makes that impact. Um, so when one discovers their true voice, then an authentic, grounded presence emerges. So the two absolutely are interconnected. You know, I, I, as, I, as, as I'm listening to the two of you talk about this, I'm really flashing to some of my coaching clients who um, might have the feedback that they need to work on their presence or they might have the feedback that they need to bring a stronger, more strategic or more visionary or more powerful, more confident point of view. And it seems like this is really what we're talking about. We're really talking about... Um, as you said a minute ago there, Amy, bringing, you know, bringing a voice that really represents you um, and, and bringing a voice, not a, a voice for yourself, but also a voice for others. That's the, probably the leadership element here. Um, tell us, we have just a few minutes before we have our first break, um, tell us a little bit more about th- these distinctions, voice for self, voice for others. Uh, what does that really mean? Amy, do you want to follow on your comment there? Sure. So voice for self, um, we often think of as the measure of authenticity. So an expression of oneself, um, your gifts, your value proposition, your distinction, um, the ability to articulate what you believe, what you stand for, your point of view on a given business issue, all of that encompasses a voice for self. And it implies that leaders really have to um, walk the development pathway of authenticity and deepening in self and getting more and more comfortable settling in one's shoes. Um, confidence really um, emerges when you see a strong voice for self. Voice for others, then, um, is the other developmental pathway. So while we deepen in ourselves, we also find ways to expand and broaden our repertoire and our abilities to connect with others. And that um, demands that leaders also build greater situational um, and audience awareness in terms of who are the folks you're interacting with, who do you need to impact. And so the pathway for leaders really requires both. Um, a development of self, and a broadening of perspective and capabilities in order to impact others positively. You know, for those of you listening today, I think this is a very important distinction. And, um, you know, we tend to think about, oh, I've got to bring my own voice. I've got to say important things. I've got to, you know, use my airtime well, you know, those kinds of things. But I think what I love about this voice for, voice for self, voice for others, is it um, it allows you to begin to pay attention to the kinds of contributions that you're making, the kinds of comments that you're making, and how you're authentically expressing yourself, and then how you are engaging with others, how, are, how you are using your voice to 
um, support a, a sort of a larger uh, mission. And I, I think, you know, for those of you who are interested in this topic, I, I want to, before we take a break, I want to do a little bit of a plug here for this book, Own the Room. It is really a fantastic book, and I, I believe, um, Muriel and Amy, that you've actually created um, some, you've taken some familiar material and presented it in a new way, but you've also brought us some new distinctions around voice and how these pieces really fit together. So um, for those of you listening, this is a really great resource to invest in. Uh, I think it's it would be fun to do a book club of some kind about this book. Um, that's Own the Room. So this is Kate Ebner. You're listening to Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life. And I'm talking today with my two guests, um, Muriel Magnan Wilkins and Amy Jen Sue, and we're exploring this very important topic of authentic presence of signature voice and we're going to take a break right now we'll be back in just a moment to continue the conversation we're always talking business talk to an expert call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network do you want to take your organization to the next level the nebo company develops leaders teams and organizations to achieve their highest potential We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. 
Good morning and welcome back. Today we're talking about leadership presence. Presence is a crucial component of your leadership style. It's one of the first things people notice about you. I often find myself asking my clients, what's it like to work with you? What's it like to be in the room with you? Um, The answer to that says something about your presence. Um, Do you inspire confidence and credibility or is your presence actually undermining your other capabilities as a leader? Um, I'm going to read for a moment from the book Own the Room and um, this is for those of you who are wondering, hmm, is this something I need to work on? You might have heard this kind of feedback. could be direct. You need to develop a stronger presence. To get to the next level, you need to enhance your overall presence. You don't have a strong enough voice at the table. You have great vision, but you need to increase your followership. Your performance is admirable. You have deep knowledge about your function. You have a strong work ethic. We really value you, but dot, dot, dot. Right. So perhaps you've heard some of this kind of feedback. If so, um, I really encourage you to pick up a copy of Own the Room and stay tuned this hour as we explore this topic with Muriel and Amy, who are co-founders and managing partners at Isis Associates. They're authors of the book Own the Room, and they have helped hundreds, maybe thousands of senior leaders navigate this important area. So back to the conversation, Um, Muriel and Amy. I'd love to just back up for a second and ask you, what is your driving mission with this book um, and with your coaching practice? What do you hope to achieve by bringing this work forward? Muriel? Sure. Um, So, you know, if we take a step back, as as you suggested, and think about the mission of our firm uh, at ISIS, we're really all about uh, making a positive impact. And so the folks that we want to work with are leaders who want to make a positive impact themselves um, and positive impact on themselves, on their teams, on their organization, um, and quite frankly, the world. Um, and so when we think about uh, what drives us as a group of professionals and, and how we measure whether we are, are meeting our mission is, are we moving the needle forward um, in helping leaders then make a more positive impact and a more positive footprint uh, in what they're doing. And we see leadership presence um, being a huge component of that. Uh, again, the whole concept of having signature voice is about making an impression through your leadership, making that impact. And so without um, effective leadership presence, it can be quite difficult um, to have that kind of of stewardship around the impact that, that, that you'd like to have. So, um, so in our work, our driving mission is, you know, are we supporting those leaders in really building and developing their presence in a way that enables them to have the positive impact that they'd like to have? Um, I, I'm glad that you, um, that you said that the way you did. I mean, I think that there's so many things we work on in our work with leaders, and this is such a central concern you know you can be very skilled at certain aspects of leadership but if your presence doesn't work if you don't convey as authentic if you aren't trusted and credible um, as a as a human being uh, can really work against you and actually sabotage some of some of the things you're really great at there's a phrase that you use or a word that you use that um some of our listeners may not have heard before and amy i want to ask you if you can um Help us uh, understand the words, you know, your value proposition. What does it really mean to uh, understand and convey your value proposition? Sure. Um, You know, we think of value proposition as um, the whole set of experiences, strengths, um, talents, gifts, um, everything that a leader walks into a room 
uh, with him or herself. Too often, um, we've seen our clients walk in and assume that it's almost like they're starting from square one when, in fact, they're sitting on a lifetime of experiences that have built their capabilities, increased their business judgment and their judgment in terms of how they make decisions. Um, So when we say value proposition, we're asking leaders to look at the whole totality of the platform and base with which they bring um, their strengths and unique distinctions to the organization and really push them to think about, am I bringing my best every day? What is my personal best? Um, and how am I here to make that contribution? Um, and to tag on to what Muriel said, you know, when we think about that work, um, it's really helping leaders have a tremendous positive ripple effect mm-hmm. um, so that their waves that ripple through their teams, their organizations, their communities, the world um, has a net positive Benefit, And we've seen too many leaders actually risk having a negative ripple effect um, and grounding in one's value proposition and the distinctions and what you're here and meant to do um, can be a wonderful starting point. Nice. I think that could be the title of your next book, The Ripple Effect. (laughs) I like this. Um, So, Muriel, you have a model that you've created um, in your book that just makes so much sense to me. It's the ACE model, A-C-E. And I know that means A for assumptions, C for communication strategies, and E for energy. Tell us more about what this means. Absolutely. And so... um, one of the uh, one of the challenges in talking with a leader about leadership presence is, that in fact, that so many people talk about it, right? And so, um, a lot of people say, "Oh, yes, you know, you need to improve your leadership presence," or "I want leadership presence." And and one of the things we were trying to do with this book, and that we've done over the years with our client, is not only clients is not only explain what leadership presence is by describing this thing around voice for self and voice for others, and that makes up your signature voice, but leave not just a definition, but give them a how-to as well. How do I achieve that? How do I achieve consistently that signature voice, that integration of these two voices, no matter what type of situations that I'm in? And so the ACE model is what enables one to do that. Um, And the ACE model is really the how. Um, And we use the analogy of an athlete in terms of how one needs to condition their presence. Um, so if you think about a star athlete or even a, you know, an amateur athlete, what they do to get ready for their sport of choice is really condition themselves in three ways. They condition themselves mentally, they condition themselves in terms of the skill of the sport, and they condition themselves physically. And likewise, when you think about building your leadership presence, really achieving that signature voice, you have to condition yourself in all three of those things. Your mental conditioning is all about the assumptions that you bring to any situation. Your skill conditioning are all about the communication strategies that you can use and that are at your disposal. And your physical conditioning is really about the energy that exudes from your physical presence. Um, And so it has to be an integrated approach to looking at your presence rather than just one specific thing. Unfortunately, most people run to just the physical conditioning. And what we have found over the past 10 years is that unless one works on all three of the components, it really is a short-term impact that they're making with their presence. It's not sustainable, which is really what every leader is looking to do, is to have a sustainable, consistent presence. You know, that's a great point that, you know, it's it's really important to, to, to sort of a, take a more holistic approach as you're working to um, grow and expand your capacity as a leader. Um, 
Amy, tell us more about ACE. Sure. I think um, when Muriel and I first set out to say, you know, what might be an acronym that's easy to remember, you know, ACEIT, the ACE model, um, that was some of the genesis. But I think we were really trying to say the myth out there of, hey, fake it until you make it just is not the way to go. Um, And there's a lot in the literature today, blogs, magazines, that leave you with the impression of faking it until you make it. And so we're hoping the ACE model does say, hey, an effective leadership presence considers the whole person, comes from the inside out, um, and again, requires an awareness of self and awareness of others. And how do you do that in the assumptions you bring, in the way you communicate, and the energy that you both replenish in yourself as well as admit to others? Thank you for that, both of you. Um, so I, I know we've only got just about three minutes before we take a break, but um, how does it work? So you're coaching somebody and you, you outline the model for them. What do you do next? Uh, I guess, Muriel, I'll go back to you. Sure. Um, so the first piece is getting them some feedback um, because while we may experience them in a particular way in a room and kind of have a good sense of what how their presence is, really hearing from a lot of their, their stakeholders uh, is helpful in terms of filling in the gaps. Um, and then really creating a, you know, almost a, an action plan around the three areas of conditioning with some very specific um, suggestions as to what they can do in each of those things is what helps move the needle forward. Um, and so, for example, if, you know, if I'm working with uh, somebody who uh, was just promoted into a more senior level role, um, the mental conditioning or the assumptions can be very much around, okay, how do you think about your role? You might have thought about it from a functional perspective, but now let's kind of Let's let's flesh out what it means to think about it um, as an organizational responsibility rather than just a functional responsibility. Um, the communication strategy will be okay. You're used to just communicating to your team. Now let's come up with strategies as to how you communicate with the whole organization. And the physical conditioning. Uh, it really has a lot of components at that level. It's not just what suit you wear, um, but it's much more around uh, the, the relationships that the networks that you keep um, and where are you visible within your organization because people will, um, will make inferences based on where you are and where you're not. So, yes, that's very true. So when you talk about presence, you mean literally where are you sitting? What is your posture? What, what, do you, what, what do you look like? What is your embodied presence? What's your, what's the right. energy? What's the, you know, what's the contribution that you're making with your presence? It sounds right. like for you, this is um, physical. I was struck by that comment you made. It's not just the suit that you wear because I think so often with presence, people talk a lot about body language and looking executive but what you're saying is that there's so much more to it uh, it, inc- it includes everything it really a- absolutely yeah and and you know you that comment you just made it also about it's also where you sit in the room um you know often we sit in the room in in we reveal our relationship to power how comfortable we are mm-hmm. you know with with being powerful or taking a seat at the table quite literally um so that's that i'm sure is part of it as well um so i know that we're on our on our uh, way to a break again and when we come back um i'm really hoping that we can uh hear a couple of stories maybe about some folks who've worked with you and used this model and what it's done for them i think it's just a fascinating uh set of ideas and uh something that 
uh, I know that I'm learning from just in, ta- in this conversation. Um, this is Kate Ebner. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. Um, my guests, Amy Jen Sue and Muriel Mangan Wilkins, are with me today talking about the signature voice, your authentic presence, and we'll be right back. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. What does conscious leadership mean to you? It unites organizations instead of dividing them. By exploring commonly-based business challenges, it guarantees an increase in your bottom line. Tune in to Minding Our Business, Creating a Spiritual Economy, with your host, Nadine Rogers. Each week, we'll hear from business leaders and learn from their strategies. We'll talk about personal and organizational best practices that you can learn from, and we'll hear from you. Minding Our Business airs live Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network Listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome back. This is Kate. Today I've been discussing how you can master your leadership presence and the impact that can have in your professional life with our expert guests, Amy Jensu and Muriel Mangan-Wilkins. Amy has been a contributor at the Huffington Post and Harvard Business Review on leadership and communication topics. Muriel has been recognized by the Washington Business Journal as one of Metro DC's top minority business leaders. Amy and Muriel, I'm really enjoying our conversation today. And, you know, I think that before the break we said we would give some examples of, you know, sort of how this delivers results, you know, this, this model that you're speaking about. And I know you do so much work with um, teams and individuals. Um, could you start us off, maybe Muriel, with just a, like a, a little case study or a little story about somebody who used this approach to really become aware and make some changes in their, their, their signature voice and their presence? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, one of my uh, probably favorite um, case studies is, is of an individual who was the COO of his organization um, under a pretty strong CEO um, who actually he had been the protege for the CEO for many, many years. Um, and the CEO resigned and my client, the CEO, then became the CEO. Um, and so there were a couple of things that were going on um, for him around his leadership presence. Um, the first was he had never had that type of responsibility before. And so there was the question around how do I, you know, what type of leadership presence do I need now that I'm at this CEO platform? Um, and the second question was um, what type of leadership presence do I need that is going to be uh, specifically reflective of who I am as a leader because many were just expecting that he was basically going to follow right in the steps of the prior CEO. Um, so those were the two driving questions for him um, that came up uh, not only in his own, you know, from his own reflections, but certainly came up in terms of many of the interviews that I did with um, his direct reports, some board members, as well as um, some folks who knew him uh, along the years. And so what we worked on was really, again, using the ACE model. Um, and, on, and first, on really getting him to claim what type of leader does he want to be? Uh, how does he want to lead as CEO of this organization? Um, and he um, really had a strong stake in the ground around innovation and having a vision of innovation for his organization. And he also um, wanted to make sure that the environment within the organization was one that was high caliber, but at the same time, fun. Um, and so he had a very clear, he came up with a very clear vision for how he wanted to run the organization um, and then implemented it through really understanding what was the mental conditioning that he needed, what was the skill conditioning he needed, and what was the physical conditioning. And the assumptions for him were, okay, I'm now uh, responsible for the whole organization. What are the key things that I need to come up with, again, in articulating the vision? The skill conditioning was, how do I communicate across the organization um, frequently because he felt like he needed that he he felt that that was very necessary at the point that they were in, and then the physical conditioning for him was a lot around you know how do I make sure that I take I have a lot of self care um, given the schedule that he had. Um, so those were the three components that were important for him, and he has just stepped up into the role. You know, five years later, I'm no longer working with him, uh, but has a huge and tremendous impact not only on his company but also on the industry. Thank you. That's a, a that's a great story. And you know, we talked early on in the show about um, kind of taking in feedback and being willing to see an opportunity not only to lead and, and contribute, but actually to grow and change in order to be effective. And I think that's really what you've described in his story. Is he really uh, became very aware of uh, what was needed and who he would have to be in order to accomplish that, it sounds like. Um, and I wonder, Amy, as you're working with leaders, do you see, do you, do you think it's, um, is it common for people to be able to make this adaptation from kind of the way I've always been to awareness and then ultimately, you know, new action, new outcomes, new presence? Is that common? Yeah, you know, it's incredible, um, the capacity for humans to keep growing and expanding and I think um, leaders who really want to make a positive impact and keep contributing 
um, are open to this kind of work. Um, and there are these really milestone moments in one's career where that shift from how do I begin to see myself and how do I have others begin to see me as more than just a technical leader or a junior person or an independent um, contributor to really believing first in oneself that you could be an officer in the organization and have others really see that. Um, And I think, Kate, you articulated the steps, which is first even realizing that you're at that juncture And then there's a huge awareness process that occurs both in self and through feedback that then begins the journey of what are the shifts I need to begin to make, um, what are outdated mindsets and views of self and others that I now need to update, um, and then where do I still need to round out and expand my repertoire. You know, it's it's interesting because as you're saying that, it's just occurring to me, um, Amy and Muriel, that one of the things that's fun about um, choosing to grow as a leader is that you can keep growing. You know, even though you make huge progress, it's not like you actually get to the point where you don't need to continue to be aware, don't need to continue to adapt. Um, Tell us one more story, if you would, Amy, about a client you've worked with who you feel really um, brought their signature voice in, in a whole new way as a result of their work with you. Sure. Um, One of my favorite clients uh, was actually a rising female leader in a part of the financial services industry that's predominantly led by males. Um, So, you know, she also had the gender challenge included in there. And in helping her find her voice, just as Muriel described, we worked against all the levers of the ACE model. Um, And with the A and ACE, the assumptions, there was just this great moment I remember in coaching where she came to one of our meetings and she said, oh my God, I have been thinking of myself as a wood chopper for all these years. I chop wood, I chop wood day and night. I think that the more I chop wood, the more I can show that I can be an officer of this company. And her big shift came when she said she realized her role was no longer just to chop wood, but to pause and ask, should we be chopping this wood? Is there a better way to chop the wood? What else should we be doing here? And it was just this moment where you saw somebody step into bigger shoes and take more of an owner's mindset. I think of her, not only her role, but her career in life that really began the journey for her. And then she did work very hard to round out her communications repertoire, the C and ACE. She'd always been a highly technical expert, skilled at answering technical questions when others asked her. And now she was really open to exploring the whole world of how does she build greater rapport with others? How does she listen and ask questions? How does she frame and bring a different point of view? And just as Muriel described with her client, you know, self-care and the energy piece and realizing that she was depleted, she was a working mom and somebody on the cusp of great leadership, and how does she balance all that? How does she restore and renew herself? And now it's been probably four years since our coaching. She did get promoted to officer, um, and when she and I see each other, she just seems like a much more relaxed person, much more comfortable in her skin, making deeper connections in her organization and industry, and is one of the only senior women in her firm and industry, I think really beginning to make a big difference in that way as well. I think that there's a, it's very hopeful for people who are listening and, and certainly for me to, to hear and think about uh, the way that we can kind of take the reins in our own development and choose to be great, 
choose to grow. Uh, we talked a little bit about this already. Um, do you think that leaders need to modify their presence and their voice to match specific situations and challenges? Muriel, how do you do that and keep stay authentic? Sure. Um, so, I, you know, I, I, I don't think it's necessarily um, about changing who you are, and we, we, we uh, probably preach about that way too much. <laughs> but, um, you know, really growing your leadership presence is about growth. So it means, it means, a, it means the ability to be adaptable while st- still staying true to yourself. Um, so an example, I think it's best illustrated for an, through an example, right? So many times uh, you'll hear uh, some feedback on someone around us, oh, you know, the presence that they have can be either intimidating or too aggressive or they don't speak up enough and, or they tend to be wishy-washy. And at the end of the day, they, that person does have a voice for self because they have a strong message and they know what that message is, but the delivery gets in the way of it connecting well with others. Um, and so it's not so much, you know, changing who you are and changing your message and changing your point of view, but adapting um, how you form that connection so that it lands, so that it resonates, so that you're really hitting the, both that voice for self and voice for others. Um, and so the way that we see it is, you know, as leaders, um, one of the key things that you have to be able to be is flexible and adaptable. And what we've learned over the years is that um, the folks who really have effective leadership presence, it's not that they're masterful and that they get it right every single time. It's that they're able to course correct. And so course correcting does not mean changing who you are. It's about being able to pick from all the strategies that you have at your disposal. So again, you can have the most positive impact that, that, that you want. Uh, so we think about it about adapting, being flexible, um, and course correcting rather than changing you know, who you are at your core. I find that when I'm, when I'm coaching um, leaders, uh, really at all levels, occasionally I'll, I'll be working with somebody who has a lot of concern about What's expected of me? What do people want from me? Let me make sure that I deliver that, that I show up just the way that they want me to be or the way they expect me to be. And it can be very challenging for someone with that um, mental conditioning to actually allow um, to allow themselves to show up as an as authentic. You know, so there's this um, this period of time developmentally. I'm noticing where people have to get comfortable being true to themselves while making sense out of what the organization expects or what the culture ex- seems to require. And I, I find that's a really, sometimes a very challenging time developmentally. What advice do you have, Amy, for somebody who might be um, struggling to get their feet under them in, in an organization or in a role and, and bring that signature voice at the same yeah. time? I think just the words you said right there, Kate, get their feet under them first, um, is so important and why we focus on the energy level and lever in terms of being grounded and settled in one's shoes first. Um, and then I think it's the dual development path that we've been talking about here, which is you maintain your authenticity in terms of clarity of your values and the ethics and the integrity you bring and being clear on your message. Um, but being open to expanding a toolbox of communication strategies and skills um, that are available to you. We often use the analogy of a golf bag, that there's multiple clubs at your disposal, and what we found is that leaders are often wed or tied to one club they like using the best, 
instead of realizing that there's a broader array of strategies available to you um, to make the impact that you need to. Um, and the key is, you know, how I might swing a club is different from how Muriel might swing hers, but we both need to have that full repertoire. Um, and I think instead of framing things to yourself as, oh, I need to do this in service of making somebody else happy or meeting their expectations, always lifting above that and saying, what's really best for the organization here? And how can I hear the feedback as wearing my strategic hat in terms of, you know, what's best for the business? Thank you so much. That's a great answer, both of you. A lot to think about. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. I'm Kate Ebner, and we'll be right back. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome to the final segment of today's Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. This is Kate Ebner. I'm the founder of the Nebo Company. We help leaders to envision the future and make it real. And we enjoy bringing you the voices and knowledge of the talented leaders who are creating that future each week on our show. So thank you very much for tuning in today. We've been lucky to be getting a crash course on leadership presence from coaches Muriel Wilkins and Amy Sue. Um, Muriel and Amy, tell us, please, what do you think are one or two things our listeners can focus on starting today? to improve their presence and develop their voice. Um, Muriel, what do you think? 
Sure. Um, so we have spent uh, an enormous amount of time over the past uh, 45 minutes talking about and giving examples of folks who get presence, uh, who get feedback on their presence. And so I think one of the first things that, that, that people can do is get some feedback. And, you know, people overcomplicate what getting feedback means. They think they have to wait till they do an official 360 feedback survey or wait till their performance review. You don't need to do that. Go out tomorrow, ask three people that know you well, and say, listen, I'm thinking about uh, working on my, my presence and how I show up at meetings. Um, next time we're in a meeting, can you tell me what worked well, what didn't work as well around the way that I communicated, around the way that I physically uh, uh, presented myself, or anything else that you might think about? And ask them to share that with you. Um, and if they're uncomfortable doing it in person, ask them to write it down and slip it under your door or in your cubicle, and it can be as simple as that. Um, so the first thing is getting feedback and so that you can understand the impact that you're making. And the second is um, really sort of honing in on one or two things that you specifically want to do, whether it's uh, continuing on a strength that you bring to bear, um, such as articulating your point of view, or maybe it might be uh, really uh, increasing your ability to do something else. Maybe it's around listening. Maybe it's around, maybe it's a physical component. But really picking one or two things at a time rather than uh, trying to do everything at once and, and try to make those things as tactical as possible great advice i love it and i i I love how you just demystified getting feedback that's super super (laughs) um amy how about you what advice do you have that leaders could start to to focus on so that they could improve their presence or maybe develop their voice sure um you know i would offer an ancillary to um, what muriel suggested around feedback and it's to sharpen one's own skills as a monday morning quarterback um, and the power of self-observation um, you know, when pay closer attention to when you've come out of a situation where you felt your most authentic and felt you had the impact you intended um, and reflect back, you know, what was it about my mindset and the way I prepared for that that led to such a great outcome? Um, what were the skills that I used that seemed to connect my message to others? Um, and how did I feel physically? What, what have I been doing to take care of myself? Um, and start to build a playbook of what brings out your best, um, as well as noting important situational adaptations you've either made or need to make. Um, so the power of self-observation and Monday morning quarterback would be the other piece of advice. I like that. I like that. And self-observation is so great for those of you out there who are thinking about self-observation. Um, what's so nice about it is no one actually knows you're doing it. You know, yeah. you you set your you set a assignment. You know, let me notice what I do in a meeting. Let me notice where I sit, when I comment, who I talk to directly. You know how I how I'm operate. What what topics I'm comfortable with. There's so many ways to observe your own participation and to learn from those observations. So I really think that's um, a wonderful uh, idea. And you know, I think when we let down our defenses and stop being defensive and actually take in the feedback we give ourselves through self-observation and also the feedback that others give us, it can really open up a whole new world of development. Um, I'm curious about um, your thoughts, and I'm going to switch gears just a, a tiny bit here. Um, uh, quickly, you know, what advice do you have for managers who need to deliver feedback on someone's presence? So imagine that maybe you've been asked to give feedback on presence, maybe the way Muriel was just saying. Um, any any thoughts about how to do that well? Um, go ahead, Amy. Sure. I, I think 
first, a, a manager needs to see the important role they play in helping others um, build any capability as well as um, build something like presence. Um, and one of the first things a manager can do is help someone really understand the distinction that at some point in the career, um, technical ability or functional expertise alone isn't enough. That in today's flatter, more complex, more global organizations that our ability to influence, engage, and have a presence is increasingly important to get the job done. So I think framing presence as something that is critical to the actual job definition and role would be step one. Um, And the second is just to deliver straightforward, um, helpful feedback and to raise awareness, offer somebody the observations you have when you do see their presence working um, and when you've seen it not be as effective and what's the impact that makes, as Muriel alluded to earlier. And then we're hoping that something like the ACE model offers a way for managers to offer the how-to, help your employee think about the mindset or the way they prepare um, as they enter different situations and meetings, what's the preparation one needs to do to get ready for the executive team versus influencing or enrolling your peer executives. Um, What are the skills that you see them really capable and competent at, and what are the skills that appear um, where there's a gap and where more skill build would be of great help, and what do you perceive about their energy? And continue to be a point of feedback for them so that they can continually calibrate what they're doing. You know, and as you're describing that, there's such a... um I don't know, a spirit of, of support in the way that you're describing that so that, you know, to be a point of feedback is to be helping somebody grow versus giving them, you know, bad news. And I, I, I love the spirit that you presented that in, Amy. Um, Muriel, this is our closing question, but I, I know our listeners are going to want to learn more about you and more about ISIS Associates. How can they get in touch with you? Absolutely. Um, we'd love to hear from, uh, from the listeners. Um, we love to hear from folks. Probably the best way uh, to find us is on our website, which is isisassociates.com. That's www.isisassociates.com. And there you can uh, find information about how to reach us via email, uh, on, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, uh, by phone, any which way that you would like. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I, I want to just put in one more plug for this book. It's really on my bookshelf. I plan to be using it a lot over the next year with my coaching clients. Um, and I think for those of you listening, it's really worth it. Um, I hope you'll get it. Practice this ACE model and let us know what you're learning about it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Kate Ebner, and you've been listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. My guest, Muriel Wilkins. Wilkins, Muriel, I don't know what's up with me today. Muriel Wilkins and Amy Sue, (laughs) co-authors of the book, Own the Room, Discover Your Signature Voice to Master Your Leadership Presence. Um, They've given us just extraordinary, uh, rich, practical, um, useful feedback today. It's been a delight to have you both here. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great week. We sincerely hope you've enjoyed hearing from leaders who are using vision to create an inspiring future. Please join host Kate Ebner for another edition of Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business Channel. Meanwhile, visit www.nebocompany.com for more tips on bringing your own vision to life.